Thank you for listening to the weekly messages of New Providence Primitive Baptist Church. To subscribe to our podcast, hear other messages, or learn more about us, please visit nppbc.com. Chapter number two is uh, where we'll be reading tonight. We're going to begin at uh, verse number five and read a few verses here. We <clears throat> desire your prayers tonight. Want to obey God? Feel like this is the direction He'd have us to go as we've sought it in prayer. Hebrews chapter number two, verse number five. For unto the angels hath he not put in subjection the world to come whereof we speak. But one in a certain place testified, saying, What is man that thou art mindful of him? Or the son of man that thou visitest him? Thou madest him a little lower than the angels. Thou crownest him with glory and honor and did set him over the work. Of thy hands. Thou hast put all things in subjection under his feet, for in that he put all in subjection under him, he left nothing that is not put under subjection or not put under him. But now we see not yet all things put under him. But we see Jesus, who was made a little lower than the angels, for the suffering of death crowned with glory and honor, that he by the grace of God should taste death for every man. For it became him for whom are all things and by whom are all things in bringing many sons unto glory to make the captain of their salvation perfect through sufferings. Father, we come before you praying that you'd speak unto our hearts with the word of peace. May this truth, God, challenge our souls as we're reminded, God, of the great sacrifice that's been given. May it be clear to us and may your voice, Father, clearly touch our hearts and may we be changed by it. We pray for the unction earnestly. We ask God for, Lord, what we can't do, and that's to make it live. Speak it as only you can, we pray, for we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. In chapter number one of Hebrews, you'll find in verse number four that the Apostle Paul made it clear as he was explaining the preeminence of Christ and as he would go on to explain it in several other arguments throughout the book of Hebrews that he said in in verse number four of chapter one being made so much better than the angels as he hath by inheritance obtained a more excellent name than they now he sets off specifically in the beginning to establish Christ's position and to make certain that when the Hebrews understood who he was talking about that they didn't think Jesus to be like an angel. He made it clear that he was far better, much better than the angels. We know who he is 
But as the Apostle Paul was explaining this Christ in whom they had not heard and it was new to them, he was having to explain to them the essence of who Jesus really was. Now, it was going to be a stretch for them to to accept in their own minds and their hearts that what God had done was to send his only begotten son. And the Apostle Paul was there to convince them that the only begotten Son of God, the Messiah of the world, was the person of Jesus Christ. And as he began to set about establishing the greatness and the wondrous power of Christ, he did so by starting with setting forth the fact that, that he wasn't an angel. And yet we find now as Our text tonight comes from verse number 9 of Hebrews chapter 2 that the apostle would speak again concerning Jesus and his comparison to the angels. Now, in verse number 5 where I started, I want to try to set this in context at least, but it said, For unto the angels has he not put in subjection to the world to come, saying clearly that in the world to come, and that's the world we're in, That's the church age, the time of when God, Jesus Christ himself would rule the church, right? That's what the Apostle Paul taught the church was that we are the body and he's the head. Jesus is the ruler of the church today. That is the world he was speaking of is that church world in which Jesus is the ruler of that church world, not an angel. Now, you can go back into the days of Moses and Abram and all of those other prophets of God, and often there was an angel involved. You'll remember, often they were met with angels, and angels intervened in their lives, and sometimes they saw them. Remember how Daniel even saw an angel, and an angel spoke to him directly. But now, according to the Apostle Paul, he said, there's a new day. There's no longer a need for an angel to speak to you and I. There's something better, he said, better than the angels. And as he begins to share with them in verse number five, he said, here's what you can know for sure, that God ain't put an angel over the churches of Jesus Christ. There's not any angel intervening for you and I. Now, some say, well, I thought we had angels that are unawares or maybe guardian angels. All of those still exist. And I'm not saying that they've lost any position with God. What I am saying is that they don't have any place in ruling the church of God. Aren't you glad? I'm glad that I don't report to an angel, amen, that an angel's not what whispers in my ear. Uh, What leads me and directs me is the third part of the Godhead through Jesus Christ, who is the leader of the church today. And brother, that's how it goes. There's a world today built upon angelology. There's people that live their whole lives trying to figure out who the next angel is that they'll meet. And they spend all their time and they miss Jesus. They miss Jesus. And yet what we find is the Apostle Paul was setting forth to them that angels have their place. And yet angels will not be ruling the church. Verse number six, he said, but one in a certain place testified saying. Now, he's going to quote the psalmist David from Psalms chapter number eight. David said this, he said, What is man that thou art mindful of him, or the son of man that thou visitest him? And so all the apostles doing is simply setting forth clearly that it ain't an angel, it's Jesus. Amen. Amen. It, 
when, when David said, what is man that you are mindful of him? And he said, you visit him, right? There's no need for an angel. And all the apostles doing is trying to make it clear from the Old Testament that the very intent of God in the new covenant was that Christ would be our head, that Jesus Christ would be preeminent above all and in all. And that brings us down where I want to uh, focus tonight, and I really just want you to see Jesus. And that's what Paul said. He said, but we see Jesus. And uh, he spends... Verse number nine, and I, I don't want to go any farther than nine. I just want to just want to preach from verse number nine tonight, uh, because I tell you, I like seeing Jesus. I've never seen him with these eyes, but oh, I've seen Jesus. The apostle spoke of it in the book of John concerning the light. He said, "This then is the message which we declare unto you, and have heard of him." that he is the light, and in him there's no darkness at all. (laughs) As the old song says, I've seen the light. And Jesus said in the book of John, he said that he is the light, the light of the whole world. I'm glad today that, though not with these eyes, these earthly eyes, have I seen Jesus, but I'm glad in my heart I've seen him. I'm glad that as the apostle Paul seen him that day, as he was blinded by the light. As he fell from his own beast and cried out, Who art thou, Lord? <laughs> Amen. He saw Jesus. Maybe not in the physical sense, but he saw him. He met the one that was able to change him. And here he writes to the Hebrews and he says, But we see Jesus. We see Jesus. And he begins to explain him here in a very simple way. Profound. I want us to look at the two things that he does. The apostle said, we see Jesus who was made a little lower than the angels. I want you to think about that. I want you to first recall who Jesus is. He's the son of God. He's the second part of the Godhead. He's divine in nature. He was and is and always will be. He was in the beginning. He'll be in the end. And he was before either and after all. He is all in all. He is God the second part of God, the Holy Spirit, the third part, and yet we find Jesus is God, right? He told them in the New Testament, he said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. He said, if you believed in me, he said, you've believed in the Father. (laughs) Jesus is the Son of God. Now, I want to make certain we're clear on that, which not really new to you folks, but Jesus is the Son of God, and yet the Apostle Paul was fixing to explain something to these people that was going to blow their minds. And he said, yet he was made a little lower than the angels. Not in the beginning. From the beginning, God and the Father and the Son were inseparable and the Holy Spirit. They they always have been one and they'll always be one. And yet what the apostle was trying to teach them was that there was something that the, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit decided on before the foundations of the world. They made a plan that Jesus would go and become the sin debt for all of mankind. They decided before ever Adam took a breath, before the earth was ever created, before anything was ever, before the foundations of the world, the plan of salvation had already been determined. 
And it had been secured, it had been decided upon, it had been forever settled in heaven that Jesus would have to go to be the sacrifice for man. May I say to you today that you may be here tonight, and I don't know a soul, but I know this, if you're lost, Jesus Christ had to come from glory and become a man to save you. The only way for you to be saved was for God <laughs> to make him a little lower than the angels. Now, God's made you and I a little lower than the angels. We're not angels. And let me be clear. When we get to heaven, we won't be angels then either. God don't need any more angels. <laughs> when he brings us home, we're going to be his children just as we are right now. We're just going to be in a transfigured, immortal, invisible body that'll never perish nor ever ever fade away or ever need anything else we're going to be just like him and yet we find ourselves a little lower than the angels you see god's made me greater than a lot of things but i'm lower than the angels when it comes to angels they're supernatural right you understand that that they have powers i don't have <laughs> they have they can do things i can't do they can they can fly and they they're stronger and they're they're invisible and they're all kinds of things and I'm not an angel and you're not either. And when you die, you don't get little wings. I don't know how foolish people are believing that, that mama's in heaven and she just got her wings. That's not scriptural. Not biblical. God never said one time that he needed to make you an angel. All he's got to do to use what he did to Enoch and that's transfigure you. Right? You're just going to change what you are now and make it something better. You're going to become something better. But right now, I've made a little order than angels. And I'll tell you right now, he crowned the human race with honor and glory. You say, really? Why? Yeah. He gave Adam something he didn't give nothing else. He gave him a soul. He breathed into Adam in his nostrils the breath of God. He didn't do that to any of them others. The Bible said that he put everything on earth under the control of Adam. Adam was to manage it all. And yet he was made a little lower than the angel. But there was a lot of things Adam wasn't. Adam wasn't perfect. Adam wasn't holy. <laughs> Adam by nature sinned against God. And yet we find Jesus, verse number nine, right? I'm going to go back to that. I want you to see Jesus, that God had to make him a little lower than the angels, right? What was he making him? He was making him flesh, just like you and me. What God was doing and what plan had been settled from the foundation of the world was that the eternal, existent, holy, divine Son of God would have to be born of that virgin have to be born into this world in flesh and blood have to be born a human in order that he might be the sacrifice for mankind he was made a little lower than the angels now you may not have got this yet, but I'm telling you, it humbles my soul that the king of glory would leave his throne and come down to this earth for me he did it 
for a people that was unworthy of it. He did it for a sinful natured people, a people that had rejected God and by our own hearts are continually evil. The Lord Jesus Christ left glory and came and was born of a virgin so that he might suffer death for you and I. You see, in order for the Lord Jesus to be my sacrifice, he had to become flesh because the requirement, the penalty for the sin debt that I owed unto God was death. And the only price that could be given to save me from a torment in hell was someone had to die for me. And whoever that someone is, they had to be sinless and perfect and holy and spotless. And God had to accept the blood that was shed in order to save my soul. And so Jesus, I want you to see Jesus tonight. He was made a little lower than the angels. The eternal and sovereign creator of all things, right? I read that in your hearing Verses 8, where it said that to him had all things been given power over. And through him and, and by him were all things. And yet here we find that, that God had to make him a little lower than the angels. So that he might rescue you and I. But I want you to see Jesus tonight. Jesus was born of Mary the Virgin wasn't born of the seed of mankind. He was born of God. Used the womb and the egg of Mary. Conceived of the Holy Spirit of God. Carried in the womb of an earthly woman for nine months. And born that day in Bethlehem was a man that was God. Isaiah would say, we'll call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. He was the God-man. He was all man and yet all God. You say, are you sure? Yeah, I want you to see Jesus tonight. Let's look at Jesus as the Apostle Paul tried to share with him, I believe, who Jesus is. He said, yes, he was made a little lower than the angels, just like you and I. He was made flesh, just like you and me. And yet the Bible said that God crowned him with glory and honor, that he, by the grace of God, should taste death for every man. Let's look at the glory and the honor that God has put upon him. Now, God put upon humankind the glory and honor of simply being, amen, smarter than animals, I'd say in most cases people are smarter than animals. Sometimes I wonder. But but for the most part, God gave us dominion over everything else. Yeah. And man has has abused that but also prospered that in ways. And then when I think about it, God God did a great and a wondrous thing by making man and woman and breathing into them the, the breath of God and, and making them a living soul. And all of these things, he crowned man with honor and glory. And yet they're nothing, nothing comparatively as Jesus was crowned. I want you to know that even though the Son of God came and he was born of the virgin, he was flesh. When he came out, he wasn't talking. Amen. He was just a baby. He had to learn to talk just like everybody else. But I want you to know he was God too. (laughs) 
And God, even though he was made a little lower than angels, may I say to you today, even though he was born in the flesh, he was greater than me. (laughs) He was flesh, and he was in every way a human. In every way, he was mankind, and he was able to take on the penalty that would save my sorry soul. And yet God crowned this man with honor and glory unlike any before or after him. Let me start with just a few things. Jesus had power that I don't have. As he was passing through a city one day, there was a woman that had an issue of blood. I want you to see Jesus tonight. Was he a man? Yes, he was a man. Bless your heart, he was more than just a man. He was made, yes, a little lower than the angels, but I want you to really see Jesus. He was crowned with honor and glory from the womb. <laughs> amen. Even as a 12-year-old, he was found, amen, schooling the doctors and the lawyers. And as they marveled at what came out of this, this young fellow's mouth, they couldn't believe what they were hearing. And yet this was the God-man. It wasn't just any man. I want you to see Jesus tonight. He was greater, you see than just man. As he passed through that town, that woman thought in her heart, she said, if I could just touch the hem of his garment, I want you to know that God crowned him with such glory and honor that as he passed by, when she just touched the coat that went by her, she was instantly healed. Now that ain't you nor me. That's the God man. I want you to see Jesus tonight. He's greater even though he was born of the virgin and he was flesh, had to be. The only thing that God would accept was the same nature. Something had to die for me that was human, humankind. Something had to die. I want you to know that God can't die. God can't die. The only way Jesus could die was if he was born flesh so he had to be made a little lower than the angels but he was crowned with glory and honor god placed within the son of god as much the bible said jesus said this he said i've been given all power in heaven and earth and brother he proved it he healed that woman that day she was healed instantly as she just touched the the hem of his garment the bible said as he was going through another place there was a blind man sitting on the roadside begging and somebody said, Jesus is coming by. And he cried out, oh, son of David, have mercy upon me. And he cried out and cried out. And as they tried to hush him, he cried out the more. And finally, Jesus said, bring him to me. And they brought old Bartimaeus in front of Jesus. And he asked him a question. He said, what would you have me to do? And the Lord Jesus Christ, <laughs> having asked this man such a question, he simply said, Lord, that I might receive my sight. And you know what Jesus did that day? He caused a blind man to see. I remember another time that as they were uh, among uh, thousands of people, they say he fed 5,000, but if there was women and children, which they say were there, I'm going to estimate at least 15,000 people were hungry. And Jesus said, feed them. They said, Lord, we don't have enough to feed them. He said, whatever you got. And they said, we got some bread and fish, just a little bit. That's all. And the Bible said, he said, bring it to me. And they did. And you know what this man did? The Bible said that he blessed it and he broke it. 
And he fed 15,000 plus people and, and, and there was enough to fill up 12 baskets full of the fragments that were left over. I want you to know that he wasn't just lower than the angels, but God also crowned him with honor and glory that was above any other man. I want you to see Jesus tonight. He is God in the flesh. The Bible said as they were on the waters, just shortly after he had fed the five thousands and the storm had come up and they cried, Master, don't you care that we perish? And they woke him up. And as he stepped up on the bow of the ship, he said, Peace, be still. (laughs) And you know what creation did? It obeyed him. You know why it obeyed him? Because God was speaking. It was their creator that was speaking. It was a man in whom it was in. It was Jesus, the God-man. It was Jesus, the powerful. It was Jesus, the almighty. He spoke and the elements of the earth obeyed him. I want you to see Jesus tonight. Crowned with honor and glory. And they marveled and said, never a man spake like this man. But all what they hadn't got in their heart, they hadn't actually saw Jesus yet. You see, all they had saw really was the, the flesh. All they had saw was this man that at a 30, 30 years old had come out and suddenly appeared among people and was doing miracles, and they saw these things. I want you to know that he was made a little lower than angels so that he might suffer death for me. But friend, he wasn't just a man. He was God in the flesh the only begotten Son of God. The Bible says that as Jesus was entering into a city that there was a funeral procession headed out of it. I believe it was in Nain where it took place and the Bible said a widow woman was burying her only son. Husband already gone and she was burying her only son. And as the mourners carried that casket outside of the city to be buried in the tombs, Jesus had compassion on them and he went over there. (laughs) I want you to see Jesus. Because he's not you. (laughs) He's not me. God crowned him with honor and glory. Jesus walked up to that casket. And having mercy on that poor woman, he spoke to the man in the casket and said, get up. Arise. And a dead man got up out of the coffin and left. He was me. It makes me want to fall on my knees. He was made a little lower than the angels. The Lamb of God, the Son of God, that before the foundation of the world, he at the right hand of the Father ruled and created all things, and yet he had to be made lower than what he had created when he created angels. And he was willing. He was willing to take on this flesh. I, I tried to think in my mind this morning as I was, I was just meditating on what it is that he has done for me as I was trying my best to see Jesus. 
in the eternity before the earth was ever in existence. I was trying to imagine Jesus in my mind, and I couldn't do it. I had no reference. I had no point of beginning or ending. I can't, I can't even think of what God looks like or Jesus. But then he made him a man. Then he made him a little Lord and the angels. Now I'm getting a picture. I don't know what color his hair was. I don't know what color his eyes were. I don't have any idea if any of these depictions of Jesus in these things are even close to being accurate. I don't have any idea what Jesus really looked. But I know he was a man. And suddenly, suddenly there's a point of reference for my little brain. But oh, that I wouldn't think him a man. God crowned him with some glory and honor. Amen. That no other man would ever have. Amen. I could preach all night long on what Jesus did. To make certain that when you think of him, you don't think of just a man. That you recognize that though he left his throne in glory and was born in the flesh... Flesh and blood, sinew and bone, blood that run through organs just like you and I, nerve endings that felt pain and pleasure, all of these things that we know as humankind, God sent his divine and holy son to become. And yet in becoming that flesh, he was crowned with glory and honor that was above all flesh. That at the very voice of Jesus, everything in this world would respond in obedience. They passed by a fig tree one time and Jesus was hungry. Poor fig tree, bad time not to produce any fruit. The Bible said Jesus cursed the tree as he went by. He wanted some fruit from that tree. They went on into the city. When they came back out of the city, the thing had withered up and died. <laughs> They marveled at that. Why? Because when that voice spoke, stuff happened. I want you to know that he was more than just a man. I want you to see Jesus. God made him lower than the angels. You know why? Because the only thing that God could accept as payment for your sin was another man's life. Someone had to die. The penalty for your sin was the death of you. And yet God sent his only son, made him flesh, but he crowned him with glory and honor, friend. He crowned him with glory and honor. I thought of this as Jesus had stood there that night, having been in the garden of Gethsemane and prayed until his sweat had become, as it were, great drops of blood. As the, as the Son of God had agonized in the flesh under the Father, praying, not my will, but thine be done. Lord, if it's possible, if there's any other way, let this cup pass from me, but, but thy will be done. As, as, the, as the Sanhedrin came that night to arrest him, Jesus already had left the garden. Jesus had already told his disciples they're coming. Jesus had already prepared them and told them, and here comes the enemy, the, the apprehenders. And as they all come to take Jesus, they, they began to ask where he And when he said, I am he, you know what the Bible said happened? Every one of them fell back. Was he flesh? Yep. 
They were fixing to tie him to a pole and whip him until his flesh fell off like fetters and blood drained from his fleshly body. They were going to pluck his beard and place a crown of thorns upon him and he was going to bleed to the point that Isaiah said he would be such a sight so marred that his visage wouldn't be able, you wouldn't be able to notice him, recognize him. He'd be so beat. And yet according to my Bible, the Bible said as they had nailed him to a cross, he said very few things. But what he did say was profound. And I remember one of them. He said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. He was crowned with glory and honor. And he came, and he was a man, but make no mistake, he wasn't me. He was the God-man. He was Emmanuel. He's Jesus. I want you to see Jesus. As nailed to a cross, he said, Father, forgive them. He was man. Yes, he was man. He said, I thirst. His parched throat and his dry tongue the torment of that alone as he hung on that cross, his body having been drained of much of its blood and the water as he dehydrated right there on the cruelty of that awful cross, he said, I thirst. (laughs) This is the same one that said, take them pots and go down there into the river and fill them up with water and come back and serve it to the governor who said that was the best he had ever drunk. He said from the cross, I thirst. He said from the cross, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? I want you to see Jesus. Yes, God had to make him man. God made him lower than the angels. Oh, but he crowned him with glory and honor. I see Jesus as he was nailed to that cross. And he looks up unto the heaven. He said, it's finished. You know what Jesus could do? He could give up the ghost. Ain't nobody just dies because they said, I think I'll just die. You can't do that. You can't just make up your mind and say, I'm going to die right now. Jesus said, it is finished. And he gave up the ghost. (laughs) Oh, he ain't me. I want you to see Jesus. See Jesus tonight. Made of God, a little Lord nature. Thank you, Jesus. You see, he knew he had to. The only way to save you and me was for him to become man. Oh, but he was much more than that. He was all man, and yet he was the Son of God. He said, It is finished. He gave up the ghost. Died. 
And that's that God, God can't die. But because Jesus was made lower than the angels. You see, the angels don't die. He was made lower than the angels. So that he could die for you. Oh, bless his name. Bless his holy name. Bless the name of Jesus forevermore. He was willing to die for me. It's finished. And he died of himself. He gave up the ghost and he died. Now hold that thought. There was another time in the scripture where he took James and John, Peter, and and they went off a bit. And the Bible said as they was walking along that Jesus just began to change on them. Transfigured is what they called it. And as they all walked around him, he just, suddenly he began to glisten and sparkle and bright. And, and then he wasn't on their level no more. And they saw him just getting higher and higher and up. And, and the next thing you know, they see two more up there. And it wasn't angels they was looking at there was Moses and Elijah, and you know who was up there chatting with them? I want you to see him, see. This is my Lord. This is my, this is my Savior. I want you to see Jesus as him befuddled, poor disciples looked up. They saw Moses and Elijah. How in the world they knew him? I don't know other than the Holy Spirit revealed it. But but Jesus was talking to them. And then the next thing you know, here he comes back. And then then he looks just like he's normal again. And you know what they said? They said, we need to build some kind of temple here. One for you and one for Moses and one for Elijah. And suddenly, booming from heaven came the voice of the Almighty. <laughs> and he shut them up. Moses and Elijah will not share not one minute of glory. <laughs> Hear me. I want you to see Jesus. Moses and Elijah will not share not one second of his glory. God spoke and said, This, not Moses, not this is my beloved son. Hear you him. Crowned with glory and honor. He cried from the cross and said, it's finished. They took his body. See, there had to be a body. That's what he said to him in Corinthians. He said, thou hast prepared me a body, he said in the book of Hebrews. They took the body off the cross, Joseph and Nicodemus, and they put those spices and ointments on that body just like you would do any other flesh that had died, and they wrapped him in those grave clothes. 
they hauled him down to Joseph's new tomb wherein a man had never laid before. Took it down to Joseph's tomb, put his body in there, and because they were worried the disciples would steal his body out, Pilate had sent guards down to to guard it. They rolled a big stone at the door. They put a seal on the door. I want you to see Jesus. He was made a little lower than angels. But you know what else he had power to do? The one that had given up the ghost the one who had told them in three days they'll destroy the or they'll destroy the temple, but in three days he said, I'll raise it up again. The one the one that had told his disciples said, They will crucify me, but I will rise again. When Mary and the other Marys came to the tomb early that Sunday morning. The Bible said as they got to the tomb, there was an angel that had already ascended. And when they saw the angel, they were afraid. And the angel spoke to them and said, don't be afraid. For I know who you're looking for. You're seeking Jesus. But he's not here. (laughs) He is risen just like He said he would. I want you to know that God crowned my Lord with glory and honor. There's never been one like him. There'll never be another like him. There is only one Jesus. Lord have mercy, people naming their children Jesus. What an awful thing to do. I really don't think that's what, that's not fair to the child. Name somebody Jesus. There ain't but one Jesus. He was made a little lower than angels, but God crowned him with glory and honor that he might suffer death for you you to see Jesus tonight I'm going to leave this world one day and I'm going to get to I'm going to get to see him what Job said was yet with these eyes shall I see the Lord (laughs) one of the writers said we don't yet know what we shall be but I know that we'll be like him And let me tell you what God did for his son. The apostle would do it like this. Come get a song. We're we're closing here. The apostle would say it like this. He said, and God hath given him a name above every name. (laughs) You with me? God has given him a name which is above every name. That at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord.
Bless his holy name. Oh, what a problem it is when people begin to try to think of Jesus as just a man. Listen, if he ain't the son of God and man, there ain't no way you get now this. If he's just a man, then he's just going to die. If he's just a man, he won't raise again. If he's just a man, he is a sinner. And yet we know that Jesus had no sin. It's been hard for me not to stay off my knees as I think about it. What a wonderful plan. <laughs> I tried some way to thank him. And all I could come up with was Times a million again. How could you thank him enough? He became flesh. And yet God crowned him with honor and glory. If you're thinking of Jesus just as another good man, friend, you're probably going to die and go to hell because that's not Christ. Paul said to them, he said, I want you to see Jesus, who God made a little lower than angels, yes. Yes, he was born of that woman, but he was more than a man. He was a man of divine nature, holy and supreme, eternal in existence, all power in heaven and earth. A man that could give up the ghost and then raise again from death and a man that could offer his own blood unto God as a sacrifice and then sit down by his right side. I sure do love Jesus. I thank you, God, for your blessed Son. God, forgive me of every time I've ever come into his presence and not exalted Jesus. I'm undone without Christ. If you're here tonight and you know in your heart that you don't know him, listen, the only Savior that will ever be is Jesus Christ, the righteous. Today, you have an opportunity, if you're lost, to be saved. Maybe you're not right with God. Let me tell you something. It will be a sinful thing for you to depart this place knowing you're not right with God and not bowing unto Jesus. And quickly repenting of your sin in bitter tears until your heart is made again right with Emmanuel. I want you to see him, see. Because if you ever see Jesus, it'll, cha it'll change you forever.
Stand as we sing. If you're here tonight and need the Lord, come on.